Hello and welcome to Table for Five with no reservations. Take a seat at the table for a fresh, sweet, salty, tart, and pleasantly bitter conversation. Thank you for taking a seat at the table. Tonight we are going to be talking about women we admire in our series, The Woman in Me, episode two. So tonight I have Jen. Hello. Jamie. Hi. Kim. Hello. Rachel. Hey. And I'm Tabitha. And tonight we're going to start with Rachel Flanagan. She's going to give us the rundown who uh, she admires in her life. Man, I have to say I've got a list. As you can imagine, there's this certain table you might be familiar with of women that I admire. Um, But I was going to go a little deeper. I'm going to go a little (laughs) deeper. I think I've proclaimed enough love for you to know that I've got admiration. But I'm going with Oprah Winfrey, who the big O. I don't know. The big O. Yeah. I feel like she was a four o'clock PM life coach and channel four. And I admire so much of what she has done and kind of her whole story. I think there's a lot to be said about where she came from and what she has become. And I feel like her paradigm shift in terms of like a Phil Donahue kind of show transitioning to a spirituality and like yeah. self-help and betterment and all of that sort of happened at the same time as those shifts were happening in my life. And so, I mean, it was just awesome to have a daily dose of that. And she always dug deeper and led with empathy. I feel like she brought lots of issues to the forefront and um, used her platform in a really incredible way. So I feel like whether at work or in a friendship, I just try and like bring an aha moment or a possible solution. Like she said something to the effect of you can't have, or you can have everything. You just can't have it at the same time. Mm, Yeah. I feel like she's such an example of focus and achievement. Secondly, and I'm sorry to go for two, but I just have got to, I admire so many people. I have this auntie and she was probably like the first one to like explain unconditional sort of to me in both action and language. And I feel like it changed me instantly. And she was sort of, she is, is not was, but like when I was growing up, she was always like a feminist in her tone. And like, she just wanted what was good for people. And it sort of probably began my zero given like she gave me permission to just be a Rachel. And I think that's so cool to have love where it is filled with potential and not expectation Mm -hmm. and forgiveness and not judgment, but you can still like be real and like work through some shit together is awesome. I feel like she treated me as a grown person with a whole perspective first. Everyone needs an auntie like that. Yeah. Everybody needs an auntie like that. So I, I just really got lucky. And her daughter is one year older than me and Billy's former girlfriend. Oh, hell. Stay tuned for another episode. (laughs) (laughs) Digging deep there. (laughs) I mean, we've shared everything that girl and I, I just, I've gotten so much from her. Even the way that she families was so fundamentally different than her in-laws, which was my mom's side and her, like her family 
or my dad's family. Like it was just so empowering. And there's so many women and I, I don't know. I just, there's an appreciation deep, deep Auntie Patty love. Love it. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Patty. Also yay. Oprah for bringing us RuPaul. Just saying, oh putting that in the universe. God. <laughs> she brought us a lot of things. Yeah. Oh, she brought us a lot of things. Yes. Diet tips. And diet. Work with me. <laughs> yeah. She, she yo-yos too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she does. She likes your bread. Real. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I have to say about Oprah, like as someone who went to film school and I my degree is in film production. So like I'm really nerdy into like procedure and things however. And her last season of her show, she did like on own, she did like a reality show behind the scenes. And I was like, man, that woman can run a company. Like <laughs> yeah. it was beautiful how everything like was just how it worked. I was like, she's bad. That's how I feel too. Like she was a business person. I wrote her a letter when I was like 15. You <laughs> did? Find Jen Dunn's letter. What's taking you so long? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. We'll take a podcast appearance since the letter. Yes. Then we'll call yeah. it even up. <laughs> you can bring Gail. It's yeah. fine. We've well, got yes, we love Gail. Love, love Gail. Oh yeah. my God. I love me some Gail. And that sisterhood, hey? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, like, a, like, she just has Stedman and those dogs and all those girls in the school. Yes. Oh, her reach. I just yes. can't. I've Somebody always loved how there. she, like, tactfully defends her lifestyle. You know, because people come after her for all number of different things and opinions about how she should live her life. And she always like defends it. So like gracefully, it's never mm-hmm. like in your face. It's more like, mm, well, here it is. So <laughs> enjoy or don't. <laughs> yeah. What's a fancier word than for the zero given? That'd be yeah. Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> yeah. be on some kind of a hallmark greeting card to send to your friends <laughs> you do you you do you yeah what do you uh what about you kim who do you admire gosh um <laughs> so i figured i would talk about my mom because as you guys all know my mom is sick she has alzheimer's she's in the hospital battling a pretty serious infection right now but my mom was a force to be reckoned with when we were younger I'm like my dad I'm nothing like my mom my mom is very <laughs> proper she's believe me she can give it to you but she does it in a passive aggressive way so it's like she can yell at you without ever raising her voice it's like the weirdest thing and I'm like did I just get yelled at without being yelled at <laughs> but um she's always done everything for everybody like anytime you need something you could go to her I could always talk to her as a as a person as a friend not just you know not just as a mom of course we had our trials and tribulations through those little teenage years that she always supported me I mean you guys all know I had kids young and she supported me and she helped me she was always there to help me with Alyssa in any way she could um she just loves Alyssa and you know has a special place for her always seeks her out if she comes in the house and always is interested in her and what's going on with her you know it's been difficult because it's like with all time as you just it's like you lose pieces of a person at a time so it's been it's been difficult you know she's not quite the same person that she was before 
but um, I don't know. She was just a great, strong role model for me. And she always worked hard. Like she was the breadwinner and my, both of my parents worked, but my mother was the one who made more money. And then when things changed and she had to kind of be home with the kids, she was home with us. And then she waitress, you know, two 12, 12 hour shifts. Like she, you know, was a hard worker. Um, she had a really rough childhood really rough some really hard things happened in her life and you know what she overcame them she didn't use them as an excuse she just mm-hmm. she moved on she had a family and you know we just kind of found out about things by happenstance by overhearing things little tidbits over the years it wasn't like with some people it's always like about you know this thing this thing that happened or I'm like this because of this and you know she didn't do that she kind of you know rose above so to speak I'm not saying she was a perfect person none of us are but um, you know, she really stood by us and, you know, I really admire all that she went through in her life and to still be a great mom, a great wife, just a great person. I mean, she was, my parents would help anybody out ever that, that needed it. It just sucks. It seems so unfair that she has to go out this way. Yeah. Life is just not fair sometimes, but. Mm, I love that. I love you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you love you too. Another person I would admire would be my sister. She is by no means a perfect person or even close. She's definitely progress, not perfection, but um, (laughs) you know, a a lot of people know her story. She's on the podcast. She's in recovery and she deals with a lot of mental health stuff and it's just been a long, hard road for her. And, you know, she hasn't given up and she's still trying and got a chance to become a mom and you know, was taking care of my mom before my mom got really sick. So, you know, there's a lot of grit in that. There's a lot of strength. And she also does help people. Sometimes it's out of fault because she, she'll she'll help people out and, and almost put herself in a not great situation sometimes by doing that because she sometimes doesn't know that boundary of like where to draw that line sometimes. You know, it's and it's hard when you're when you're that type of person, you know when you say they'll give you like, she literally would give you the shirt of her back, you know? So I do admire that. She's still trucking along. Love you, Mary. There's a lot of people I admire, but like, I don't know. It's not like, it's just not, I'm not into people. Like I don't bother to like find out, like I admire, like I like Michelle Obama, but I really couldn't tell you why I like her. I just do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Did you see her Facebook yesterday? She writes, still hot for him or something like that I don't um, yeah. I don't pay attention to stuff you know I like her oh. I admire her but like if somebody was like oh write a par- write two paragraphs about stuff she's done I'd be like mm-hmm. she said mm-hmm. we go love we go high when you go low, yeah. <laughs> go low we go high yeah, yeah. But, you know what it's like I admire people that are real um you know someone I kind of like too is um Jada Pickett Smith not so much not so much as an actress although I think she's a great actress I think she's beautiful but I love the stuff she's doing on Red Table Talk is that how you is that the right yeah she just talks about some (laughs) I mean very personal very sensitive subjects yes I admire amazing that's yeah she's talking about very personal stuff with her mom with her daughter in front of an audience like thinking about addiction she's talking about mental health she's talking about domestic violence Parents, in, her life. in her vagina yeah just just yeah. all kinds of stuff and I don't know I like I admire that she's doing that you know I think that's really not easy to do and pretty cool that she does that you know because that's it ain't like she's getting paid millions to do that show it's oh she, she probably is no don't kid yourself do you think <laughs> she might and I think I think well, the Smiths are okay for money I think they're gonna be no, just well, fine 
but that's what I'm saying. I think she's she's doing it, you know, awareness for, add to the well, yeah. she's world. Now Facebook is paying her millions for it, but she started at a like a really yeah. cool. Yeah, I don't know things, Jane. You I don't know, pay attention. back when you're <laughs> sitting at a table speaking truth, I know you making nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just you know I love some it. of those stuff. Right. It's not love- easy to put yourself out there like that, especially yeah. a celebrity. I think it's even harder. You know what I yeah. mean? Because I put myself out there. There's only going to be 20 people that are probably going <laughs> to. You know what I mean? Like I don't know for you know 60 million a year to sit at a red table. I'll talk about whatever the bleep you want me to talk about. I'll yeah, put it all that, out that there. Is, that is true. <laughs> I love what they've talked about their parenting and they talk about like the circle of trust and how like they have this circle of trust where their kids, like if they're in the circle, I don't know if that's what they call it. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. But their kids can say whatever they want in the circle of trust. I think Will Smith was like, it was a great idea when they were five, but then when you have a teenager who can go into the circle of trust, it's a whole different story. (laughs) it's funny but yeah they talk a lot about like their parenting which I think is really fascinating to me because you have to change your parenting when you are I'm sure famous and people are watching and judging I just think life like you have to change because life yeah well she also had a really hard childhood yeah Smith was like you you come sit at this table anytime you want to Jaden will you come (laughs) It, everyone's yeah. invited over here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jen, who do you admire? I admire my Aunt Mary more than any other human. Mm. She is my go-to for everything. She is, well, like I said, we, I grew up with her. So she really was like my second mom. But, um, you know, like she co-signed my first car that I bought. She helped me with my first house, you know, like helped me plan everything, helped me save for it, helped me, you know, got me to do RRSPs, just really kind of planned my life out for me so I could buy my first home. She, she got cancer and I literally remember my mom preparing to tell me and I just dropped to the floor. Like I was just, you know, she's just so pivotal in my life. She flew out when I had Kaya. She flew out to come stay at my house when I had her so that... I wasn't alone. She flew across the country. And then I basically threw out three days later because I have severe OCD. I was <laughs> I'd like, you know what? It's fine. She went to my, she went to my mom's. It was fine. No more like, Bye, Mary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then I, I grew up with her two sons who are married and have children. And so uh, my cousin Cassie's on my supporter page. Like, it's just, you know, yeah. I don't know. She's amazing and strong and is very active in her community. Um, even when she was sick, you know what I mean? She has an elderly neighbor who her and my uncle Dawson do so much, like, you know, meals, take her over and have meals with her and make sure she doesn't need anything. And they're just, she's just the kindest person. She would literally do anything for you. Yeah. You know, when I want to bitch about my mom, she's the first person to call, (laughs) you know, when just everything was Kaya, you know, she's just my person that I go to. Uh, as far as celebrities, I guess, um, and she is a celebrity. Uh, I read her book and I was just fascinated by Malala. I'm not sure if that's how you, you pronounce it. I think yeah. she is an incredible young woman. Obviously, most people know her story. I just think she's pretty badass. She was an activist in Pakistan mm-hmm. and she was shot in the head on a bus and she survived. 
And um, it was interesting because, you know, culturally, you know, with, with all of the, the things that happened over there and, and her family was just so involved in, and it's a, it's an, it's an amazing book. It's, it was kind of one of those life changing moments when I read the book, I was like, I have absolutely nothing to complain about in my life. I mean, you read something like that and it really kind of puts you into perspective and then um, not to get political because it's not necessarily her, but Kamala Harris on the night yes. when she became vice president of the United States of America, I oh sobbed. I said to my daughter, oh, yes. this, this, this Kaya, look what you're witnessing girl, this could be you, you could be a vice president or the president. And it was just like her, no, like her, this isn't about politics. This is about a woman, the first female vice president of the United States. So um, that was a very emotional night. It was pretty Mm -hmm. wild. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie, what about you? (laughs) I wrote down a lot of names, but I, I want to, I'll start with my mom. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, my mom's just super cool, and she didn't necessarily have a rough, rough childhood. But as an adult, she learned a lot of things about her past and stuff that were really hard to learn as an adult. And she's just—I mean, my mom's just everything I'm not. Like, she's super strong and oh, very mm-hmm. good at like you're super strong. I can't. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, you are, James. <laughs> like, at, like just in different ways, though. Like, she has always contributed to our family and. I mean, she puts up with my dad. I love my dad, but he's like me all over the place. Like, get an idea. This is what we're doing, even though it makes no sense. Uh, she raised six kids, which is oh, gold star for that. Yeah, yeah that is a woman right there. <laughs> she puts up with me still to this day. So I respect her enough to wear pants. And <laughs> she caught her last episode. But also I was thinking like my grandma, my dad's mom, who, who can be a very blunt person and opinionated, but she's had an amazing life. Her, she grew up in uh, Nazi Germany and actually got on the last ship out before Hitler took over. And so she just has like a really incredible story, but man, she's 93 and she's just like with it, like she's having a lot of like body issues and things like that, like health wise, but she's still the biggest gossip in the family. <laughs> she's talking about everyone, but she, I just really love her. By her. <laughs> I'll go through quickly. Some of the women I wrote. <laughs> I really I love, love um, Audrey Hepburn. Just her life story is amazing to me and how she decided to live her life because of it. And just a lot of stuff she went through as a celebrity and, but just growing up and, you know, a very similar time as my grandmother, but all obviously in Europe and and having to live in hiding for so long. And um, I really admire her. Harriet Tubman's one of my favorite women of all time. I'm a huge Harriet Tubman fan. My husband always makes fun of me because I love her. I mean, a bad A, not only like the underground woman, but she was like the first woman to ever run a regime in an army. Like she, she was a spy. She just did amazing, amazing stuff. Whoopi Goldberg, I love yeah. to this day. When I was a kid, so I have oh. um, a reading disability and I remember watching like Arthur or something and they were talking about like people who had dyslexia and she, she was one of the people I, they listed. And I love a lot of Whoopi Goldberg movies, even as a, ch- a child, like yes. Bogus. I don't know if anyone knows the movie Bogus, but I used to cry. That was like my cry movie and she's in it. Yeah. Um, but I just love her to this day. I love like the way she talks about things and just like her bluntness and her reasoning to people. And she just lives her life how she wants. Like she's like, yeah. I'm wearing a bra again. Sorry. She <laughs> yeah. um, moderates the view. I, lo- I love her. Yes. yes. I love she her. The people in the view. Um, she but, like, sure does. 
but I had Malala too. I also have uh, Yanmi Park, who I don't know if you guys know who she is. She defected from North Korea and had to escape through North Korea and ended up like having to go through sex trafficking in China and worked her way to South Korea. And she had a pretty popular speech she gave through the UN when she was a child. So people probably know her through that, but I super admire her too. So those are some of my people. Also, <laughs> Betty Ford. <laughs> <laughs> Betty Ford, yes. Yeah, Betty Ford and Marty Mann and all they did for women with addiction issues and making it, unstigmatizing it and showing that it was a disease. And Love it. Many. No. <laughs> you, Tess? Oh, God, she's worse than me. She's showing us I a know. lot. I, gosh, I didn't know we would be listing. I'm like, Oh, I thought we were supposed to pick one. These are just notes. I took the women we admired. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So fun. I'll start with my famous people. I only have two famous people. Don't worry. This is just my notes on them. (laughs) It's just a recap. It's fine. (laughs) You keep holding up a very full page of a notebook. (laughs) Uh, So my first is Dolly Parton. Hands down. Favorite person on the planet. Yeah. I vividly remember as a kid watching her movies on VHS and just admiring her like strength and power and her voice is like this weird comfort to me. But some of the things that she has said is storms make trees take deeper roots, which I love the things that she says because they apply to our lives now. You'll never do a whole lot until you are brave enough to try. Are you serious? (laughs) (laughs) figure out who you are and then do it on purpose. So she just has like amazing gems. She always takes a perspective of not excluding anyone by talking about things that are too controversial. So she doesn't talk about politics. You know, she's on both sides as far as like sexual orientation and, you know, the Queens love her (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So Dolly Parton's a huge, I want to go to Dollywood at some point in my life. It is on my bucket list. I will be there enjoying the rides. At some point. Second person is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yes. Of course. Have to. Have to. Yeah, especially Um, you would relate to her. I mean, women do, but you're in the field. (laughs) Just powerful. So she is a big fighter of gender discrimination. Of course, most people know that. Her mom died the day before her high school graduation. And then she proceeded to go to Harvard. And her husband got cancer while she was in Harvard. And then she graduated the top of her class. She was one of nine women in her law school class of 500 total. So only nine women in her class. Girl. Then she went on to receive job offers that were less money than the men were going to make. And so she didn't take them. And she ended up becoming a professor. So the main thing I love about her is she talks about how her life Like it was a blessing for her not to work in a law firm because she ended up becoming a professor, which eventually led her to be a Supreme Court justice. And what she says about it is like, sometimes your life leads you places that might not feel right at the time, but you end up where you're supposed to be. Um, I'm paraphrasing. I made that up. I mean, that's not what her language, but that's (laughs) a summary of what she says about it, basically. So her quotes that I love are fight for the things you care about, but do it in a way that leads others to join you. And then 
the other one is to make life better for people less fortunate than you. That's what I think the meaning of life is. One lives not just for ourselves, but for our community. Mm. Chills. She, everything she's done for gender equality, she is spectacular. So those are my two famous people. And then as far as my personal life, my sister, Megan, is the closest person to me in my life. We are opposites and similar. So it's really weird. When my f- husband first met her, he's like, it is very creepy that you guys have such similar mannerisms. <laughs> it's really <laughs> freaking me out. But she's like a light person. Her spirit flows from every minute of her being. She like brings color to the world and like her spirit just draws people in. She always has someone showing up for her. She always has someone willing to like take on her energy, which is fierce and beautiful. And she has always been there for me. And And that speaks to who she is, Tabs. People are always there. Yeah, they're always there. And she, she has this free spirit and beautiful light that I admire so much because I'm not that way. I'm more like anxious and grounded in a way that's like more complicated. She kind of has this way of putting like a, a freeness to her life. And she's a lifelong learner. She loves, she speaks English, Spanish, and is learning Portuguese. She, you know, plays a variety of instruments. She's just like always putting things into the world. And this past year, she went through something that I don't think anyone should have to experience in their lifetime, you know, and has been dealing with a lot of grief associated with that. And she's also learning about how to process that and how it works best for her and still trying to manage her life while she's fighting to maintain it. So just a spectacular human being. And I love her with my whole heart. Mm. So I admire her so much. Yeah, I just admire her so much. That's awesome. Yeah. It's like we kind of know her. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of like we know her. And we went shopping with her daughter, so you know, it's fine. (laughs) And she's kind of similar to your mom, Kim, where she will just like give to everyone the shirt off her back. If you if you need it, she's there. You know, I mean, like that's just her who she is as a person. So, and I am like my mother in that aspect. Me and my sister, the three of us. My husband's always like, yeah, "Um, yeah, (laughs) it's funny. But personality wise, like, yeah. It's funny. She's like, yes. I mean, it's one of those people, like if your car got a flat tire and you called them up, they'd be like, okay, let's figure it out. I'll be there. You know? <laughs> so we have to he- hear the Dolly story. Okay. So Dolly Parton, you know that she wrote the song that Whitney Houston sang. I will always love yes. you. That was Dolly's song. She yeah. made a minimum, they said of $10 million in royalties. And she never discussed what she did to the money. She invest. she invested that money into a black community. Never told us oh, all gosh. of the money from that went into oh, cool. what she felt with Whitney, the song, the, you know, learn enormous the amount, the language, yeah. all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how or where it was last week. Um, someone interviewed her about it. And that was the first time she ever said uh, what she did with that money. Can you imagine an extra 10 mil? I'm just going to invest it over here. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? But gosh. I mean, she didn't she does. pat yeah. herself on the back about it. She didn't make a big deal about it. Yeah, and she, she did it out of the goodness of her heart, not out yeah. of which she does um have a, a children's book club too, where she sends like if you sign up for it, she sends children's books once a month 
to certain. She's states. also Miley Cyrus's godmother. Yeah, she is. That yeah. is true. Dolly. I love Dolly Parton. I do too. With all I love Dolly oh, Parton. My yeah. being Dolly, we love you. Yeah, she's amazing. My mom's my mom's mom was like a huge Dolly Parton fan, and when she died at her funeral, they played like all this Dolly Parton music. Oh. <laughs> but whenever I hear a Dolly Parton song, I think of my grandma too. Oh. Yeah, she just is spectacular, and she grew up in a house of twelve kids. I mean, that in itself is survival. <laughs> we all know those big families, <laughs> right? Kids, Double the amount in my household. I can't imagine yeah. that. To add to RBG, like the thing, like even though she's like polarizing to a lot of people and whatever, it's the fact that like she fought till the end. Like, yeah, what an amazing woman like as a woman all these women we've been talking about like Malala or Oprah or family members watching people walk through fire and come out so strong and especially like as a woman I feel like such a wimp sometimes it's amazing how strong women can be and like especially in this community I always say like I have one foot in the special needs world but like seeing some of these women and I don't want to be the one like oh I don't know how you're so strong blah blah because I know it's not a choice Mm-hmm. life is like put upon us but like man some women can really step it up and do amazing amazing things and it, it like it just means everything to me because it just yeah. gives me that much more strength like I don't think I'll ever be strong as any of them like if I had to escape from North Korea or be shot in the face at 15 I would probably <laughs> give up I would probably be done but like at least like, like okay this is too hard <laughs> I was like, 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 I'm like, okay, I can go through another evaluation. I can sit through this meltdown. I can, you know, we're autism moms. We're too tired. As I'm yawning, I'm like, what was that when I read her book? I don't know the name of the book. Sorry, Kevs. And it's called I Am Malala. I literally could not put it down. And it was one of those. I got to read that. When I finished it, I was like, for probably five minutes, didn't whine about something. But like, it was one of those (laughs) profound moments where you go, got nothing to complain about in my life <laughs> yeah. just nothing I can complain about yeah. yeah it's a really good book tabs yeah that's the thing I mean like there's been moments throughout our friendship that I have thought about your guys's strength for sure like just walking oh, yeah. through experience in your life I mean like from the outside looking in you can always pick like especially women we're just so we can just draw from a space to make it through because we have to. I mean, it's not really a choice. But the thing is, like, people keep saying that, but it is a choice because there are people that don't make that choice. There are people that walk away from their kids because it's too much. I mean, for us, for us, it's not a choice. Well, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you know, it is. But I'm just saying, like, we don't think of it as a choice because, like you said, it's not a choice for us because obviously we're not going to do that. There are people that, you know, do not necessarily make the same choice that we do. Look at you, Tabitha. I mean, you've had a tough year, you know? Yeah, Yeah, you have, Tabitha. You know? Just try our best. I mean, that's... And I think that drawing from people, even people you don't know, who have these, like, powerful one-liners that you can just pick up and take with you, you know? Like, you can make a difference, even if it feels like you aren't or that your story isn't touching someone or you're afraid to share or any of that stuff like our power and strength can help someone else and there's like there's actually two other people that they're not famous really but more known like more online 
and one person is Tiffany Jenkins. Oh, yeah. From Juggling the Jenkins. That's her page, right? Yep. Because she's just does like these funny little things and, you know, people laugh and she got really popular and like she made the choice to talk about her history at, with addiction. She made yeah. the choice to talk about her mental health. Like she didn't have to do that. And I feel like some people in her position wouldn't have done that because they'd be afraid to lose what she was gaining. And and I think that makes her so real. I don't know. Those things aren't easy to talk, talk about, even though I know you can kind of cover it up with like humor, but still like, you and know. And she took it though. And she wrote wrote a book about it and now she's yeah. on tour she's done very well but the fact that she's so open about it kim like you mm-hmm. said could have gone either direction for her it just oh yeah i think because she was so open she resonated with so many people yeah and so many people um, could make right? that make that connection with her. yeah and the other person i want to mention is is kate kate swenson from finding koopa's voice because i was actually gonna I, say it. yeah yeah i really feel yeah. like she's done so much for the autism community which we're all so connected to and she talked about this and did this just as a mom trying to figure stuff out but did it at a time when not everybody was talking about it like now a lot of people are talking about it It, you know what I mean it's a a little bit easier then I don't feel like as many people were talking about it and they weren't talking about severe autism they weren't talking about the real difficulties the 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 truth the truth that like you live in your house and 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 she showed it and she created this community I mean that's how we all met and really just helped so many moms and you know advocated in her community like it's just you know she did good with it I would not have had a page if it wasn't for her you know what I mean I would I wouldn't have done that like and I think there's a, a lot of people that probably wouldn't have. And then it's like, we're, it just trickles down. It's like all of us individually are reaching so many different people. Well, and it's opening you know. yourself up in this vulnerable way to the public and mm-hmm. the public and the internet can be mean and harsh and challenging and scary sometimes since we just talked about these people being vulnerable. Like RBG said, speak your mind, even if your voice shakes, because Putting that out into the world is scary and sharing is scary and talking about mental health and your history. And it's something that I'm definitely trying to learn to be okay with and being vulnerable builds communities and makes change. And as a community of people, we can have a more powerful voice with each other. If any of you women who um, we've listed on our podcast would like to come and join us, you're always welcome (laughs) to sit with us. Always make room at the table. We would love to interview uh, Michelle Obama, Dolly Parton. Oprah, uh, Gail. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi. Oprah. (laughs) Any of them. So that's it. Episode three coming your way next time. Thanks for joining us. Bye, everyone. Hi, thank you. Thank you for joining us at the table for the second episode of our fifth series, The Woman in Me. If you are enjoying our podcast and where you're listening allows, please remember to rate and review us. To join in on the conversation, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram or email us at tableforfivepodcasts at gmail.com. Coming up next will be episode three, where we will discuss mom shaming and the expectations of mothering. We'll see you then. Bye.